Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. Damn, you know, I almost forgot how to say that there, Rick. It's been so long since we've done a show. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long wow. time, buddy. It really been a, been a couple of days anyway. Yeah, at least yeah. a couple of days. You know, it, it's really crazy that we're actually putting this show together tonight because I've been wanting to do a paranormal show for such a long time. We've only been kind of dabbling around in the political sense of things. But uh, to actually get out here and do a show that isn't aggravating and it's more fun than anything is... It's it's like a treat. It's almost like a piece of candy, you know that. You're right. You know that that it that really little is. sweet tooth that you get that little itch for, and and we have it over here on this show. So yeah. 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 I love the you know what out of it. I really do because we can get together and have a good time, discuss things that are pertinent to, you know what what is our thing, and go from there, bud. We've got Landon in the house. So, Landon, welcome, buddy. Hey. Glad to see you, bud. Hello, Landon. Been a while How's since we've seen you. Doing? So, Rick, why don't you start off and let everybody know what the topic is today. What are we going to be talking about? Well, tonight, today, whatever it is, let's see. Yeah, tonight. Um, we're going to jump right in here, and we're going to go ahead and talk about what is a good subject for everybody that we enjoy talking about. And that's going to be about the werewolves, Bigfoot, Dogman, and UFOs. And, and is there a connection? Uh, category. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is there a connection? That's a good question, too, to start off, too, because there's a lot of people that believe there is a partici participation of both of those things going on with the UFOs and Bigfoots or Sasquatch, whatever, whatever you want to call them. You know, there are so many sightings of Bigfoot every year in different parts of the world, not only the United States, but all over, that it's really hard for me to sit here and argue the fact that these creatures don't exist. You know, I know there's a lot of people who are very skeptical, but they have been seen, and stories go back so far back, uh, Native American very Indians. Good. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, some of our first settlers here on the continental United States have had stories that where they wrote about running into this wild man that's eight, nine feet tall and, and hairy, um, where they actually, there was one story where they actually killed one with a barrage of fire from a bunch of muskets. Mm -hmm. um, of course, nobody knows what happened to the body, but that was a long time ago, back in the, I guess, what was it, 15, 1600s, maybe. Oh yeah, you know. So, I don't know, but I mean, and then you've got the sightings of the of these werewolves or dogmen, and there is a difference between the two. Just so everybody knows, um, I think that there's been so much uh, mixing of what a dogman is compared to what a wolfman is or a werewolf that I think they kind of get jumbled together a lot. And there are mm -hmm. there 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 are they're supposed to be separate. As far as werewolves go, you're talking about a creature that is human wolf transforms from human being into this big canine. Everybody's seen American Werewolf in London, you know, as mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, something similar to that. And and dogmen are more of. The stand-up type of werewolf, not so much canine, but you know, uh, canine-human mix. I, I believe they're more human than canine, 
as far as that goes. So from the descriptions that I've read, then you've also got Rougarou from Louisiana who are more of a, they're, they're like a curse that's put on you per se. Right. So, I mean, you got a lot of different things here. And, uh, Landon says, uh, these dogmen interest me a lot. Yeah, they interest a lot of us. I mean, we really like to know what they are. They do. And that's, Eddie, that's what gets me is that they're so intertwined amongst each other. And the essence is saying, is one like the other? Is the other like the one? Or what? what's really going on? Because the same stories that you're talking about happening in the 1500s, 1600s, something like that, are some of the same stories we hear happening today. And that they are a species that that people are seeing and these are credible credible people they really are and that's what gets me is the fact that you sit there and you have all these stories and all of these comings together not only um the credible people include uh, police officers include um you know truck drivers uh people that w- have distinguished and um actually have a reputation that they need to uphold because if they get caught in a lie hey their their reputation pretty well goes downhill. Oh, absolutely. I don't think a lot of them, a lot of them don't want to want to um, put anything out there, you know, that's going to destroy any any kind of reputation they would have in the public and or if they're on air like we are or anybody else is with the radio and TV and things like that. So they've got a lot to lose. And then we have to sit there and talk about UFOs. Because a lot of people claim that UFOs are seen a lot around dogmen. They're seen a lot around Bigfoots. Uh, they're seen pretty much all over the place among all these different uh, creatures, you know, sometimes together. I had a lady one time tell me that she witnessed an actual fight between a dogman and a Bigfoot. And that was she said it was a terrifying sight she was out camping somewhere and and hiking when she witnessed this dog fight and apparently it took place off in the middle of nowhere where near where she was at she stayed quiet watched and uh it ended up with the bigfoot kind of getting the worst end of the whole fight where the bigfoot actually lost an arm which doesn't really surprise me uh when you think about it because I mean, dogmen, let's face it, they're they're an apex predator. You know, sure, yeah. Bigfoots yeah. are big, they're strong, they're, you know, burly. But, you know, at the same time, you know, let, let's talk about a, a dogman. I mean, those things, they're also big, strong, burly, but they're, I think, a little bit more agile. And, of course, they have a, a lot more canines and what have you, you know, and a bigger, I think, a bigger bite as far as that goes if you follow me a bigger bite <laughs> yeah they got a bigger bite you'll take a too big a bite <laughs> taking a too big a bite and it's not italian meals is what we're talking about either well it could <laughs> no, be italian not. it could be you know whatever you are that you're out there could be you know a little bit of scottish irish you know hispanic you know italian german yeah well, there, there again, I mean, we're looking at different locales, Eddie, where these things are happening. And a lot of people, I've had a lot of questions. Uh, why don't they come up with proof as far as bones? Why don't they come up with a hair sample? Why don't they come up with uh, this and that and the tether and everything? If you look at the territories in which these animals or creatures, whatever you want to call them, are being talked about, we are talking about locations that are so vast 
and so far back in the backlands. I don't know. I've been to Oregon. I've been to Washington and California all the way, all the way around through there. And I've been up in the Cascades. And Eddie, I'm telling you, there's places up there in the Cascades that you can walk for miles and miles and miles and miles and not meet another human being. Well, I look at it like this, Rick. If they want to be found, they're going to be found. If they don't want you, if they don't want you to see them, you're not going to see them. It's like walking around that's in true. the woods with somebody that's hiding from you in a ghillie suit. You know, probably yeah. nine and a half times out of ten, you're not going to even be aware that you could possibly be standing right on top of somebody. That's very true. Good point. Good point. I like that. You know, and the other thing is people say, well, why don't we find bones? Why don't we uh, have, you know, any evidence? Well, a lot of times, you know, these creatures, you know, maybe they bury their dead. Uh, isn't Dr. Melba Ketchum doing research on dogman DNA? Um, I believe the main research that Dr. Ketchum was doing was mainly on Bigfoot. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was the the big topic of her investigation is Bigfoot. And not to say that she hasn't received samples that may be dogman of sorts, but I think right now her big focus is on a Sasquatch. And proven that those things exist and i'm glad that she's i'm glad that she's doing that too because this brings to the forefront eddie the actuality that there might be proof out there or that there is proof out there and this isn't just some hoax or this isn't just some you know campfire um what do you want to call it a campfire story that we tell all the kids and everything don't go out in the woods because bigfoot or dogman is out there this is this is pertaining to what might be <clears throat> the biggest story of our lifetime in the essence of them actually finding DNA proof. You know, a lot of people don't go looking for dogmen or these werewolf type creatures because they're scared to death of what if they do find one. And honestly, you really can't blame them. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, right <laughs> landon says uh her research results are crazy interesting yes they are you know and, and i have to say something else about uh dr ketchum putting all this stuff out there is actually tarnishing her reputation among other scientists because there's so many that don't believe that this creature exists but she's out to prove it and i hope she does and that way she can kind of throw dirt in her eye and say i told you if she finds something and then she is she's getting results that are amazing They're, they really are and I, it's comparative to actually looking at dinosaurs in the essence of what she's doing because there's proof out there they have the footprints they have everything that they find with the living with the uh, dinosaurs excuse me that has been found it had to be quantified it had to be looked at it had to be actually brought before scientific minds and proof to an audience that was willing to listen. And that's exactly what she's doing right now in the essence of trying to find that audience, trying to find those people that will back her and will give her a stage in the essence of saying an audience to prove that these things are real. And um, there's things out there we don't know anything about. Just look at the ocean, Eddie. I mean, we don't know what's down in that ocean. It's How deep is the Mariana Trench? The, how, how many miles? Oh God. You know, that's you know? another thing is the, the depth of that. I mean, there's no way you can go through all the water, all the area, you know, that that water encompasses and find every creature that's in there. It's just like even right. on land, there's areas we've never even been in or that hasn't been touched exactly. by 
say modern human as we are today um Mm -hmm. that's not to say that no humans ever you know gone through there but there's nothing mapped as far as modern day humans you know going through an area like that and the ones that have tried there's a lot of them that never came back so you know you have that as well i would be interested eddie and, and if there's somebody out there or people that are listening to our show right now have you had an experience as such have you had an, a time in which you had to wonder was that real or am i just imagining or anything like that in the woods as far as i mean did you see a dogman or did you see a sasquatch what did you actually see and feel and a lot of people like you said eddie they're afraid to come forward because they're afraid of the scrutiny <laughs> you know there, there's a lot of things that could happen once you make a claim like that that I remember the first time that uh, one of my uncles ever said anything about, um, oh, I saw a UFO. And the look on some of the people's faces that was around us was like, what the, did you just say, you know? And and that's what we face. And even in today's society, as advanced as we are, Eddie, we've got to take another look at different situations and different um, ideals that are coming forth throughout these studies. Oh, agreed. You know, and then you got to look at this as well. I mean, a lot of these apex predators, if you go in search of them, you've got to be very prepared, not only mentally, but physically. You've got to be prepared for just about anything because whether they exist or not isn't just the question of, you know, that you're out to, to, to try and answer, but it's to be able to make it back to tell your story. You know, what happens if you run into one of these things and, you know, you end up getting killed in the process? It, it's, uh, it could be pretty bad. So you've got to be prepared yeah. for these creatures. And a lot of people say that you really can't kill a dog, man. You know, uh, you I've heard can, that too. You know, that they're extremely tough to put down. But, you know, I, I feel if you're going to find out, you're going to have to take the chance and and not go out there with the intent on killing one of these creatures, but try no, and document. No, no. But if you have to and you got to defend yourself, well, I mean, shit happens. Lana says, nothing like yeah. that has happened to me. I'd like to investigate it, though. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of us would. And I think, Landon, you've got an area up near Skinwalker Ranch, which you're able to uh, maybe talk to a friend and, and get up in there. And uh, we'd like to do that with you as well if you ever do go over there. Um, there's also a good possibility that we may be starting the show that we've been talking about for so long for uh, these dogmen, these werewolf creatures. And so there's a good possibility that we may be doing that real soon as well. We're, we're currently working on all that. That's, I like that. Every time I talk to you, I want to hear more about what's happening um what's happening up there uh with your shows and everything else like that you know now landon said he goes yep i was just up there about three months ago that's awesome did you see or hear anything and if you did i'll shoot you a link so you can tell your story so let's get in a little bit to these uh rougarous rick and what that is that is and that is something that just intrigues me all to no end actually because Let's look at the family of these, um, I don't know what what a label to put them, but you have the dogman, you have the Sasquatch, you have the Wendigo, 
and you have the Rougarou, and you have all sorts of, I mean, Skinwalker at the, out, out there on the Navajo Reservation. And they're all so linked together, so to speak, that you have to wonder, is there something, is there something that connects all of these together? Because they are formidable, every one of them. If, you, if I see a Rougarou down there or anything like that, hey, I'm backing off. You know, I mean, I don't know what they are. Well, according to what legend says, and several uh, voodoo priestess that I've spoken to, they create them. It, it's basically a, a spell that they give to somebody who's done something bad. And during the full moon, mm-hmm. they transform. And in order to for them to get rid of this curse, they have to pass it on to someone else. Whoa. That's deserving. Hmm. Like the bite of the werewolf will turn say if you got bit by a werewolf or scratched Mm -hmm. it's supposed to turn you into a werewolf right right in dogmen that's not necessarily the case you don't really hear that happening as far as dogmen go um Mm -hmm. but rougarou is uh it's like a spell or some sort of magic that's placed on you by a voodoo priestess or priest and it's supposed to transform you into this creature because of something that you did wrong and you have to pass this curse on to someone else in order to get rid of it well i don't want to i don't want to meet that person i'd rather go hunt for sasquatch or (laughs) you know something like that but um well let me let me ask you this rick what do you think the chances Mm -hmm. are that some of these say dogman sighting aren't sasquatch or vice versa i i do believe that eddie i think that a lot of it is related you know um I had a person just tag me here a while ago and they were talking about are these creatures or animals, quote unquote, are they coming through portals? Are they coming through via UFOs or something like that? I mean, there's all sorts of things out there that you have to look at as far as what in the world is actually going on with some of these creatures that are, are that are being seen, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's something I'd, I'd love to find out. Because there's a lot of stories that come out, and a lot of times you'll hear what somebody might be talking about as far as a dogman, and it to me it sounds a lot like a Sasquatch sighting. You know, mm-hmm. not saying that it is, right. but it it does have that uh, that appearance whenever they like, describe it. That flavor, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and then other times they talk about these uh, Bigfoots that they've seen, and they discuss that but the bigfoot that they're uh, describing you know sometimes has a longer snout than normal uh sometimes ears are pointy and and big uh you know i've heard uh mainly that sasquatches have no tail you know so i mean not not sasquatch i'm sorry dogmen that they have no tail that they basically stand up on two feet and there's no tail on I, i heard that from a a police officer who had the bejesus scared out of him when uh, he was responding mm-hmm. to a bear call. And uh, the call was supposed wow. to be about a bear in a trash can. And so he goes over there and he contacts the owner who already pulled the dogs in and brought the kids in. And he was inside and he was armed with a rifle and he said, it's out, you know, around back. He goes, it's in the trash. He goes, I just caught a glimpse. I didn't stay. I just got all everybody inside. You know, but just be careful when you go back over there because it was dark. 
So the officer grabbed a flashlight and grabbed a shotgun, had it loaded with slugs and buckshot, and he goes around to the back of the house. Well, when he made the corner, he was within 10 or 15 feet of this creature standing up on hind legs. And he said it was giving him a profile view. It wasn't looking at him. It wasn't looking away from him. It was looking outward, and it never turned and made eye contact. And he had the flashlight right on this thing with the shotgun on his shoulder already looking. And I asked him, I was like, why didn't you pull the trigger? He said, honestly, he said, it wouldn't have ended in my favor. And he said, I've never seen anything like that. And I was like, if you're 10 or 15 feet from this thing with a slug or buckshot, you know, you'd put a hole in this thing the size of a dinner plate. And he said, right. He said, I, he goes, I felt undergunned. And he said, and, and I said, are you sure this wasn't a bear? He said, man, I've made hundreds of bear calls. I know what a bear looks like. This was no bear. And he said it was on two feet, no tail. He said the arms on it, the, the, its front arms was, they were very long, very muscular. The hands were very long with long fingers, sharp nails. He said the hair on it was very dispersed. He said you could see the skin through the hair and you could see the ripples of the muscles on this creature you know underneath the hair he says it wasn't like fully covered he said you could see the skin underneath it and it was extremely muscular and he said it had a short snout but sharp teeth and he said he could see the pointy ears sticking up over the top of his head and he said that he froze looking at it and this creature never looked at him he said it turned away from him and walked off on two feet and he said after it walked away he turned around walked back to his car put his shotgun up was sitting in the driver's seat and threw up he threw up oh yeah from from fear yeah just from fear yeah fear will do that i'm telling you i don't um I mean, we can act all macho and, you know, all this other good stuff, but what would it really be like, Eddie, if I'm going to say that for me, I would, I don't know how I would respond to something like that. I remember the first time I saw a UFO and um, I had to question my sanity in the essence of saying, am I really seeing this? Is this really real? And I had to question what was going on with me at that time, because we were taught up in a society that didn't believe any of this. Okay. We were taught up in, in school and religious and everything else like that, that these things don't exist. But at the same time, we're living in one of the most spiritual times that we could ever live in right now, Eddie. And these things are being more prominent than ever. Uh, Anything spiritual as far as, are these a spiritual animal? Are these being brought forth by spirituality or, or what's going on? Or maybe they're just a creature that's been here. Uh, Darren Wedlock, yeah. hey, buddy, how you doing? Glad you could make it on the show. Uh, he hey, says, I have a Hi. friend. He says, I have a friend here in New Zealand who is investigating the Mohau or Moe man. Not sure how you pronounce or how you say that. I can't. But it's, can't uh, <laughs> but it's New Zealand's Bigfoot. He says, a lot of indigenous cultures around the world, they are in the Maori legends Maori, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is you know really cool, especially that. See, even in New Zealand, they've got something like that. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Glad you're here. He says that's me. There he is. He lives me. <laughs> he 
And Sandy Rice, welcome to the show. She says, we saw a UFO up here in, in Wasila. That's up in Alaska, I believe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that I, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly. You know, there's all kinds of strange shit up in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. And there's a lot more being seen. And, and Eddie, these are by trained pilots. These are by our U.S. servicemen, Air Force pilots, and other people like that that are seeing these things. And that's what I mean. These people have credits, okay? Their, their, their credential are, credentials are just outstanding. And for them to put themselves out like that, to say, this is what I saw, that would take a lot in the essence of what I'm talking about as far as their reputations, their their names on the line in the community and everything. But they, they stand by their stories. Yeah, Darren says that's New Zealand's Bigfoot researcher. Good guy. That's awesome that he's on the show. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm 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 very, very happy he's on the show. Maybe he could uh you know add a little bit of uh some of his knowledge to what we got going on here. Um Yeah. So That'd let me awesome. ask you a question, Mark. It says UFOs over Bigfoot Mountains here uh, caught on DSIR. Oh, that's an acronym. Uh, DSLR, DSLR camera. That's oh, okay. a camera. Okay, that's awesome. And see, what are, Mark, honestly, if you can put this in there, what are your thoughts as far as Bigfoots and or Sasquatches and uh, dogmen actually being maybe part of something? you know, with these UFOs, you know, are they attached? Is it something that we're, you know, they're together? Do they come out of the same, uh, portal per se, or do the, these creatures just live here and we don't see them? I mean, there's a lot of questions on this, you know, maybe you could add a little bit to it on there. Darren has seen the footage. That's awesome. I'd like to see that footage as well. That's, that's really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing, Daddy, to sit there and say, I saw one, you know. See, Mark when says, uh, have... strong connection, strong connection. Oh, cool. See, yeah, so. When you have one that you can actually, that you can actually have proof, just like he has on, on the tape and video or whatever that was, that backs it up even one, one. I mean, it just brings it up another level of uh, credibility. These things are all over the place. And I mean, sightings are everywhere. Um, he says we'll be in an upcoming documentary. Sweet, I want to see that. Mark, let me know when that comes out. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, these are these are creatures that are seen all over the world. I mean, people have had encounters, some up close, but I mean, you never know what to believe anymore. Uh, you know, and and a lot of some of the footage you see, you know, or it's faked. Others you can tell, or or you know, it looks real, it looks good, but. Is it really? Because there's so many people out there that's destroying the credibility that these creatures exist by putting forth, you know, fake crap. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you have to weed those things out, Eddie. I mean, it's it's sad that that happens. But even in, in the paranormal world, especially, there's things that have credibility and people that have credibility and everything. But there's also those that sit there and want their five minutes of claim to fame, so to speak. And it's sad that it has to happen, but that's what we're looking at because people like Mark, people like what Darren sees over in New Zealand, what you see in Texas, what I see in Kansas, we we have to sit there and be credible as to what we see and what we do. And that's what's amazing that all of us like this on the show can uh, actually come together and make it, make it happen. 
sees us, they're acutely aware of us. And that I believe. I think if they don't want us to see them, we're not going to see them. You know, period. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like looking for a person in a ghillie suit off in the woods. You could be standing mm-hmm. on top of that person and you're not going to know they're there. We've done training like that with ghillie suits and we stayed very mm-hmm. still and we've had people walk right by us and we're laying there with a rifle shoved up underneath us and you never know we're there. But when you have a creature like this that has acute hearing, acute sense of smell, you know, there, there's a lot. Uh, it's followed from Skinwalker Ranch. Now, that is interesting in itself, Eddie, as far as um, what we have at Skinwalker Walker Ranch. Um, the um, Skinwalkers, are they even associated with what we're talking about because of what they are? I think a Skinwalker, I think a Skinwalker, Rick, is a little bit different in my book. I do too. I, I think too, a Skinwalker yeah. is, you know, from native legend, is more of a uh, medicine man, more of a somebody who who can take on a lot of the abilities of say a coyote or or a wolf you know and uh be able to project that amongst you know people that are around and and people that see him i think picture him differently than what he really is because of his ability to mimic these animals right right and also um when you have something that can shape shift in the essence of what they can do, what they become and what people see, the reality is, is shaken a little bit there because that's what they do. You know, they become something else. They, they shape shift into something else and that changes the story into a whole nother realm of belief. Oh, Mark, let me ask you real quick. Darren just mentioned that, you investigated in the Skinwalker Ranch area or Skinwalker Ranch. Did you witness anything in that area while you were there? And how accurate is the show Skinwalker Ranch compared to what you witnessed while you were in that location? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I'd, I'd freaking love to get into Skinwalker Ranch and go check that out. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So back to UFOs and Bigfoot and all that real quick and, and their uh them being part of this whole uh deal. Do you think these creatures are like scouts or you know, or what are they? Or or even though they may come from maybe a similar area or the same area, do you think that these creatures uh associate with the ufos more than what we actually think or do you think less i mean what what's your thoughts on this and uh mark says yes uh where we had first our first bigfoot encounter wow 2013 yeah 10 years ago wow well eddie there's a lot of things that that you have to look at in the essence of what what they are and, and what they seem to be because you have a lot of people talking about well i saw this and it was this it was that it was and everything but their stories no matter how they vary as far as their stories are concerned it all comes back into a validity that they saw something they believe they saw something 
I don't care who it is, a man, woman, child, whatever, families, <clears throat> these are being seen all over the world. And I think they're, we're, we're being prompted in believing that it's even getting uh, closer to be even bigger numbers now that people are seeing because we do have the communications that we have now, the video, the cameras, the TV and the media and things like that. But um, one has to look at uh, maybe even the possibility of the spirituality side of it. What are they in the essence of spiritual? You know, are they from another porthole like you were talking about? Are they from, you know, something that has to deal with the spirituality on this earth? Stephen Mark says they're guardians of portals. So here's the thing that we, need, we yeah. need to look at. If they're guardians from portals, if we see one, or we're in the area of where there's a squatch or, or a, a dogman or something of that of that nature. I wonder if we would be able to get near or close to or even see a portal in that same area, or if it would be something that is beyond our uh, our perspective of what we could actually look over and, and see with our own eyes, or do we need special equipment, or you know what what is it that we would need? in order to see or know a portal being there. Now, I know there's also people that say that these Bigfoot are able to camouflage kind of like a, a kind of like Predator, where it's mm -hmm. not so much like uh, an invisible cloak that they can turn a switch on, but it's more of the reflectiveness of their, of their hair on their coats, where they can actually project, you know, somehow what's on the other side of them to where if you're looking in that general direction and you see a tree, there's no disruption in where that tree is where they're actually there, but you just don't see them, you know, like kind of like a chameleon where that they can turn that color into something that matches what there's, you know, sitting next to. Uh, mm -hmm. I've heard those stories where a lot of people really feel that a Sasquatch, a, a, you know, more than anything is able to do that. And, and to be able to hide from you in that manner. And Darren says, oh yeah, they can bend light. See, and, and that's kind of like what I was getting at there, <clears> Darren. <throat> you know, and uh, Mark says, uh, have recorded communications from these beings. See, that's cool. All these recordings that you have, Mark, Yeah, I would love to freaking hear. I mean, that is the shit right there. You know, if we mm -hmm. could hear those recordings, that would be awesome. You know, that that's the kind of stuff that needs to get out to the public where the public can hear and, and be able to witness and see for themselves and then you've got the 411 cases where uh pilatus has gone out and investigated these disappearances within national parks where he feels there's ufos involved or bigfoots uh i don't i don't remember him ever saying anything about a dogman creature or a werewolf of sort but he has spoken about bigfoot and uh ufos and the possibility that that could be why some of these people are missing yeah those cases are really interesting in themselves as far as just a missing missing person cases and everything um i believe we had a comment about alaska and everything and uh, eddie there's a lot of missing people up in alaska where they just go out and they've never seen them again men women children whatever and i mean it's not that they fall into this crevasse or whatever you want to call it or anything like that these are these are in the in the force and these are in the lands of which you know these people live and have lived there for centuries 
and this stuff is still going on even to this day. And that's that that intrigues me because even in the United States we have people, <clears throat> excuse me, going up into the Cascades and different mountainous areas like that, and some of them never come back, and not not a trace was found. What goes on? Do they step into that portal? Do they uh, encounter something that takes them with them? Or you know, you have to let your mind wander sometimes and sit there and ask yourself what is really going on in the essence of what we're seeing and what they're you know, actually going through sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Here in just a minute, if you hold the channel down for me there, Rick. Okay. <laughs> and uh, keep it going. No. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd, like I said, I'd be interested in, in all the evidence and proof that we could get from anybody. I don't care who it is. Uh, pictures, if you have any films, if you have anything um, that we can use, that we can bring to the public, that we can bring forth to our storyline so to speak and keep this thing going because without it we're going to be stuck in a hole so to speak and in, in this rut and a lot of people want to know the truth including me um i myself i do believe that they're real i do believe that there's other parts and other f fragments of reality that we as human beings do not know anything about it can be spiritual in the essence of what you want to call it spiritually but it can be physical too, because we walk in a world of knowledgement, but at the same time, the human senses only go so far, Eddie. And that's what's intriguing to me is that our human senses only go so far. And what I've seen with this um, um, dogma and, and other cases like that is that their senses are so acute. I mean, unbelievable what they can do out there. <clears throat> I just sent Mark uh, a link and see if Mark can actually uh, jump on here with us and kind of uh, talk to us a little bit on the show. I think that'd be awesome if you could get on here. That uh, that would be great. Mark, I don't know if uh, you can or if you want to, but I, I sent you a link to jump on the show with us. And uh, if you're able to, that would be great. Uh, he says, Being at, uh, see, Beings asked me to go to mountains via ITC Electronics. Uh, and that ITC is a really cool thing too. Um, if you've never seen it done, it, it's really neat. Uh, recorded invite from Bigfoot people in 2015 after returning from years in the USA. Wow. See, this is all good stuff right here, man. Yeah, it is. He's asking you to resend it, Eddie. Yeah, this is the things that I'm talking about is that we have people even now in our on our program now that can keep this going that can keep looking into these things and that's what we need you know we need viable proof and just the idea that people are willing to step outside of that box so to speak and take a foot into something that they they've never done before it's just like you and me the first time <laughs> do you remember the first time you ever got into the paranormal eddie and the first ghost hunt you went on or anything like that it was something that you had to step outside of yourself and go do and this is the same thing eddie well yeah absolutely i mean you, you never know what you're actually jumping into when you do jump into it the first time i did mm -hmm. it i did it before this stuff was even on tv right you know right. i'm talking back god almighty you're talking probably early 90s you know oh when, yeah yeah i think i've done some of the first uh actual evps or EVP sessions using a boom box and a cassette tape. 
<laughs> I had that little recorder that you set and you flip up the, the lid and you put your cassette in and punch your buttons on the front. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, oh, Allison Hurst, man. glad you could be on here, Allison. Uh, she goes, hi, I've just found you're live. I'm really interested in this stuff. Great to have you on here, Allison. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Darren says, uh, yeah, exactly, Rick. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, the first time I did any of that stuff, I mean, it really threw me for a loop. And, uh, Mark, just to let you know, uh, I sent it to you via uh, Facebook Messenger on your page. Uh, I found you on there, and I and I shot that to you. Or, and uh, hopefully you can, uh, you'll be able to get it. Uh, may be able to send it if you can't or what, for whatever reason. I'll send it over to uh, Darren and maybe Darren can get it to you. Let me see. Okay, go ahead and keep it going there, uh, Rick, and I'm going to try and get him a link. Yeah. Okay. Um, the evidence that's being brought forth now that we're seeing isn't just your same ho-hum Oh, I saw a footprint. Oh, I think I saw this in the trees and that. We're talking about some people that have some credibility. And that's what we need right now is the credibility of those people that want to step forward, that want to have uh, a say in what is being changed in the world, not only the paranormal. And yes, this falls under the world of the paranormal. In the essence of we're talking Bigfoot, we're talking, you know, Sasquatch, Wendigo, uh, Rougarou and things like that. These all fall under the realm of the paranormal. But with the help of everybody that we have and the people that just like the ones on the show tonight, Eddie, we're going to go, we're going to take leaps and bounds forward in the knowledgement of what we can uh, attain for everybody in the world. Oh, absolutely. And and that's the whole, whole idea of it. And there's so many people who don't like to share information, you know, or they don't like to, uh, they, they don't play well with others, if you follow me, Rick. And you've seen that a lot <laughs> in the paranormal field. You know, and yeah. to me, I'm always about sharing. I'll share anything I have with anybody. Uh, any ideas, yeah. any thoughts, any ways of doing things that I've tried, things that have worked for me, things that don't work for me. And, you know, and you can go out and give it a try and see what you think of it. Um, I'm not one to keep things to myself only. I don't like to do that because I think in a world of the paranormal in the world of trying to prove or disprove some of these, uh, whether an entity exists, such as a, a spirit, uh, demonic, or or even uh, a Bigfoot or Dogman or UFO, we need to be more, I guess, we need to play better together out in the sandbox. We need to be, you know, more, I guess, friendly with each other when it comes to sharing information. Exactly you know proactive oh we we do have mark on here hang on just a minute we have mark awesome we, we have That's mark awesome well, hey guys there he is hey there he is what's up mark how you doing buddy oh hi fellas thanks for the link hey it's uh, great to have you on the show about yeah it's great to have you on the show um yes yeah, so i'm um, uh, producing a documentary about um uh bigfoot and ufos down here in new zealand this is a very uh, taboo subject or tapu as uh, Mari like to say here <laughs> um, I, it basically got followed back in 2013 from Skinwalker the, at the outskirts of Skinwalker Ranch uh, when my ex-girlfriend and I had a, a rock throw and 
right next to us. It landed like an explosion. Uh, I didn't know what it was at first, and um, after reviewing the footage uh, a while later after after that event, I discovered it was actually a rock that had been thrown from the darkness um, over there on UFO Hill, which is close to uh, Fort, Duchesne, Fort Duchesne, Utah. Um, and uh, when I got back to uh, New Zealand on the other side of the world, um, I was doing a paranormal investigation in Auckland City of all places, and I, I get this very strange message came through a Sanjian radio-sealed radio ghost box. Um, basically, it said, accept the Bigfoot people, big people, and it repeated this very strange voice. And I didn't really understand, you know, I'm hearing it live, I didn't really understand what was going on. Something grabbed me on my chair as I, as I sat down, and pulled me up on my chair like some kind of entity. Then really weird stuff started happening. Um, as I started going to the wild, I started getting followed, um, finding structures, the footprints, the very strange voices. Now, the voices I heard, I knew that I had to get professional mics to record them because the GoPro mics were just crap and they weren't picking up. Although I was hearing what was going on, I knew there was something going on there and I, the communications were directed at me. Um, so I, I took someone with me uh, a couple of years later um, and we came across uh, these footprints in this creek here. This is an area where the public does not go, does not have um, access to. Uh, it's a very wild, rugged area. Um, other really weird stuff has happened as well, um, uh, including UFOs um, associated. I actually thought, man, I'm going to have to start. I'm going to make a documentary about this because this is amazing stuff. And so... I, um, I was doing B-roll footage by Mount Moyhow in, in 2017, and I saw this big sphere up by Mount Moyhow. This is the, what Murray's called the place of the Patapere or the Free People and the Giants, the Moyhows, one of many names. And um, uh, I couldn't get my camera fast, fast enough, and um, so I got my DSLR and I just started uh, doing handheld B-roll and what I caught in that B-roll was these smaller scalped, what I call scalp craft saucers doing over Mark III. One of them does a mid-air flip as if to show off and shoot straight off into the sky. These were not uh, drones, they were not birds, they were not bees. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, Do you see, so see what any, Darren said? <laughs> yeah, Dar Darren is talking about oh, uh, your yeah. accent there, Mark. But yeah, you know what, uh, Darren? Now, now I think uh, if uh, we had James Toops on here tonight, he'd be uh, telling you that you you got strong competition for the sexiest voice on radio. There you go. <laughs> well, it doesn't work in my country, but it certainly helps overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now continue onward, Mark. Sorry about that. Yeah, so I started, um, I knew, I started getting professional wildlife mics that are shielded from EMF and RF, and I started recording these beings that were calling out to me. They're calling my name. Sometimes they throw rocks uh, next to me. There'll be the, the, the typical tree knocks. Um, I start, they started, now I'm also an ITC researcher on the side as well, so I do a lot of uh, instrumental transcommunication, which is, um, using electronics in these various ways to communicate with other realms. What kind of these luck have you had using that? I'm sorry, go ahead. What kind of luck did you have using ITC? Um, well, I had the mother load in 2019. 
basically all my communication started changing from help me the the typical what I'd call ghost human ghost to this this um, civilization that that claims that lives under the earth and is associated with these craft. They are well aware of Bigfoot. They very well of our world, very aware of our world. Um, this place they call Theodore, which is below the earth, um, repeated these repeated messages that I've been getting from late 2019. I started getting invitations to go return to the wild. They would start showing up. I start capturing these craft, um, these saucer-like craft that move very fast. Um, and I'm talking only only a few frames um, of, of the video footage, moving incredibly fast. They started yelling out to me, they throw rocks. I've caught it on IR camera at night, rock just coming up. I started taking other people who started um, experiencing uh, similar to me. These very strange, what I, I, I call like stone clacking sounds, which I think that it's their way of saying hello or really calling out um, another way of them to communicate. But it's it's wild, it's like being in a movie and it's really great to hear, hear you guys uh, talk about the subject and related phenomena. Well, that is that is really awesome, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something real quick while I got you on here. We are right now attempting to put together uh, a television show in regards to these werewolf-like creatures and so forth and so on. Would you be willing if we end up getting this ha- making this happen? If we could go to New Zealand, would you be willing to be on camera and take us around to some of these places? Um, well, yeah, I could. If you came down here, I could do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that I'd like to talk with you more about a little bit later. Uh, I sent you a friend's request on Facebook as well, so hopefully we can get get together yeah, and so uh, I, talk yeah. more about that. But, yeah, continue on with your stories, man. This is good stuff. Yes, it is. Yeah, so so, so what happened, this stuff is like out of like a movie. Um what, what I'd call a chief of this tribe, the Bigfoot people, local, and I don't know if some of them are traveling from America to here. I suspect they might be. But I re- uh, recorded communications talking about don't use a portal, you will die. They also talk about aliens as well. They call these particular beings. Now, there's some connection between the, the aliens and the Bigfoot people. But anyway, they call, they call themselves Azimos. I, I don't know what type of alien they are. But they say, I, I found out through ITC that they call Azimos is the word that they use. I, I've captured them saying, humans kill Azimos. There's a very good reason why they're very careful about making any appearance um, to us. Um, they're very careful about any of us. Um, I've recorded um, what sounds like um, an attempt to take me. They talk about the craft, they take, talk about, well, some things I can't discuss um but this stuff is very shocking um and uh you know it, it could really affect someone psychologically because it's um uh, something something coming from other dimensions these beings are talking to each other now they are talking in english they know that i'm recording but the voices are very strange some of them sound like bigfoot uh very very strange voices so on this particular day a couple of years ago uh, one of the days they actually invited me out. I actually went in a suit. <laughs> I actually went into the wild, and they talk about there's a craft, go to it. Um, they also um, uh, mentioned about uh, hum- yeah, humans kill Azimos. 
um, these beings are talking amongst each other as well. They talk about removing my clothing as well. This stuff is not not the stuff of hikers. This is an area that's remote. Um, there, there are no tracks out here. This is very shocking stuff. Um, and this is one of my my, po my post my film post I'm working on in the background there. Um, uh, the X-rated files um, is my movie that I'm working on. But um, yeah, so Darren's seen this. He's one of the few people who've actually seen the footage from Mount Moyhow. These craft, I don't know how skeptics are going to write this off. Um, wow. I, so I've caught like what I believe a portal opening up. Now, Dr. Eric Davis, who was one of the, the scientific team of NIDS uh, back in Robert Bigelow's day, you may have heard of him. Yes. Um, yes. He's, yes, he's talked about when there's a portal, uh, he said, uh, he's a physicist, he said basically if there's a portal opening up to somewhere else, you're going to see a lot of a lot of light emanating from that. Now, the, in the footage that I got, there's a ball of light, and there's also these these um, what I call saucer um, scout craft that are flying around this valley, the Bigfoot Valley. Now, what are UFOs doing in a Bigfoot Valley? I mean, so this is when I started to connect the dots um, that hey, there's something more than just Bigfoot. This is this is connecting to other phenomena that's related. Now, Skinwalker Ranch is the Area 51 of the paranormal. You know, there's just about every kind of thing out there that you can imagine uh, that people report associated with the paranormal. You've got the cattle mutilations, you've got the cryptids, you've got the mm -hmm. poltergeist phenomenon. You know, in, re in recent years, we've heard from even the government, you know, um, the US military about these these strange craft that's, that that run rings around our, the, the jet fighters and, right, right. Uh, and the battle fleets as well. Right, talking about like the Tic Tacs and that kind of a thing that was with the Navy F-18s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Man, that's incredible stuff so right Mark, there, Mark. It is. Mark, um, I, I got a little question for you. Um, how did this change you? I mean, were you once kind of like a non-believer and you just walked into it? Or were you actually investigating all this and then all at once? How did this, all this in, in part, change you as an investigator? You see right there. Um, um, yeah, it did. Well, it actually has affected me throughout my whole life, actually, from various things. You know, I'm talking about out-of-body experiences when I was younger through, like, premonitions of bad things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, then there was uh, visitations from people who died um, that I did not know of, um, confirmed through other people. Um, some of the stuff, uh, also some of these beings are very dangerous. Um, I've been attacked by some of them as well. I've been punched in the face. I've had my throat cut. Wow. Um, I've been scratched, what? burnt. Uh, you know, it's affected other people as well. Um, so I've also been involved in helping with hauntings when I lived in America. Some very dangerous stuff. Um, so I've been heavily involved. In um, early 2013, the year that I went to Skinwalker Ranch, early that year in January, I was out prospecting with all my metal detector gear on. I saw a what you would call a tic-tac-like craft that was completely silent, flew right through the mountains outside Nelson, Nevada. That pushed me into ufology. So, so part of this is, yes, my the UFO stuff uh, and two strange individuals that approached my uh, park car. Um, Jerry asked the question, uh, what is an Asimov or Asimo? It's an alien. According to them, it's an alien uh, using their language. So I don't, 
they're, they're, they know that I'm recording when I go out there. I use professional um, mics. This stuff is absolutely incredible. This is audio proof of other dimensions, beings that can cross into other dimensions who are very strong, who can rip trees down. Yes, aliens. Thank you, Alison. Is, is there like a rank and file to these creatures or aliens or these, um, these that you're seeing and finding or visiting you? Um, yeah, they do use human liaisons. Um, in the recordings that I have, there's one, his name is Matthew. He's some kind of military liaison officer. Now, when they come and land, they, they check the whole mountain. They basically said to me, we clear the mountain for you, this very wild mountain. Um, they had to be very careful because humans will shoot at them. Not so bad here in New Zealand, but obviously in America, fighter jets, a lot of people are armed. So they had to be very, very careful when they come uh, to our, our civilization. They have to be very careful. Now, they've told me that they saved me and they adopt me. Those are the words, repeated words that they use. I, I nearly died. Basically, some kind of shadow uh, creature came through another dimension, saved my life, and I ought to have died. So this stuff has had, for me personally, far-reaching consequences. Um, so I've been wanting answers. I want to know what's going on. What's the connection with the dead? What's the connection with ET and these craft? What's the connection with these cryptids on the ground? What's the connection with Dogman? What's the connection with portals? What's the connection with all these, these other areas in the world where, where people see things and have no explanation. I think the footage that I've got, skeptics are gonna have a bloody hard time explaining some of this stuff. Because I actually have recorded them saying my name. I mean, this is, this wow. is audio evidence <laughs> and some visual evidence as well. Well, see, this, and, and this is the type of stuff we need, Rick, you know, exactly. to come out yes. in order to try and get some of these skeptics to back off a little bit because there are so many instances such as what mark has here where you've got actual tangible evidence that can come forth to prove a topic and you yes. know and their ability to be able to try and disprove it and they can't i think that's great i think that's great because that's going to let people know that these things exist uh, they're amongst us they're not out trying to kill everybody you know, and we're able to hopefully coexist without anybody being stupid. Now, there, granted, I know that's going to happen. You're going to get some people that I'm sure shoot at them and, and whatever else. But I think just the ability to make contact with these uh, individuals, these aliens, these uh, uh, guests from other worlds or other, other uh, dimensions itself, I think that is far greater than sitting there trying to hang a trophy on your wall if you follow what I'm saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's yeah, a lot uh, of dangerous crap out there that can come through as well because we don't know all the type of life forms that are in these other dimensions, and I'm sure there's a great number. So, I mean, you do have to use caution and, and judgment whenever you're dealing in, in an area like this. And I'm sure, Mark, you're, you've been in that dangerous situation plenty of times. Yeah, um, I, I basically could have been easily taken or harmed uh, if anything was really bad out there. Um, Jerry just mentions um, Isaac Asimov. Now, this is a different spelling. This is not Mo, uh, Asimov. It's Asimov with an E on the end. It's a different spelling. Um, 
So that's what they call themselves. But um, yeah, I, I have experienced stuff across the spectrum, some very dangerous stuff. And uh, look, if you ever, you know, go to paranormal investigating, you go, and if you go to help people, if you go to help clear people's residences of negative energy, so to speak, uh, this, this makes you public enemy number one to some of these beings. They will come after you. And so your spiritual uh, protection has to be very strong. Um, and even that may not be enough. But um, now, let, Mark, that was something I was just going to ask you. Do you do this by yourself or do you have others that that you can actually have a backup, so to speak? Um, how do you how do you investigate? Well, I, I am recently I've had taken other people with me. Most of the time I go alone and I have for years mostly gone alone. Um, my concern, too, is that the effect of others are going to have on these beings manifesting. Now, mm -hmm. uh, just recently back on January 21st of this year, 2023, I took uh, about six, seven adults with me um, to the area where stuff happens. There was a loud stone clack at night, right? It's like they threw a stone and my audio picked it up. One of the voices said, um, giving the names of one of the people there, um, Jana, we scare you, is what they said. <laughs> just as this, it sounds like a rock hitting. This is very similar to what happened over in America, Skinwalker Ranch in 2013. The same kind of stone sound, like something. I actually have picked up on my uh, one of my infrared cameras a stone, uh, another uh, event uh, back in uh, April of last year, 2022. A stone being thrown. I caught it on camera from the bush at night. There's nothing with an artificial light source there that my infrared camera has picked up nothing. I now also use thermal cameras, but so I've caught some of this phenomena on camera. So yes, um, I have taken people with me. Uh, about four years ago, uh, I, I took with me um, a man by the name of Devin, um, just one time, he came with me. We came across these uh, footprints in this creek area. He also heard what, what sounded like singing and, and these strange voices uh, in this very wild area these trees that they snap down, these fully mature trees, healthy, some of them palm trees that are resistant to hurricanes, uh, snap down at 90 degree angles. Um, basically I was invited wow. to come out. The next time I came back, there was about a dozen of these trees that were snapped. According to my ITC communications, they said they created a pathway for me. In quotations, they created a pathway. They invited me out there on January 13th of um, 2017, the year that I also caught these sources on, on my DSLR. They invited me to go out there. The next time I came back, they ripped all these trees down in this area where all the stuff is going on. Um, the day that I went out, something very big smashed through the bush uh, like an elephant, the strength of an elephant. And that's what I would compare it to anyway. Wow. Yes. That's wow. incredible. <laughs> now, Darren says Mark uh, has interviewed... Mark has interviewed people that have chased off the mountain too. I think they were government people as well, you know, uh, as well. So, I mean that that would be that's interesting in itself. Is you know. So let me ask you mm -hmm. something real quick, Mark, before you jump into that. Um, when you're talking about making sure you're, you know, spiritually sound, like when you're trying to cleanse a house of anything of like bad energy or bad uh, negativity in in a house that uh, people are claiming to be haunted or, or possessed or demonic or, or something to that effect. Do you feel that these demonics are 
coming in from another portal or coming in from another dimension or are there something that's more spiritual based well i think something um what we would consider a non-physical being coming from a well obviously we don't have any um, scientific gear that can detect these beings there might be a fluctuation in temperature we might feel some cold air that goes past us they seem to be on the edge of another dimension now I suspect that these bees can block sensitives. They can block remote viewers. I've had sensitives out in this area with me, and they picked up on some other stuff they could not pick up on the Azimos, these um, ET beings. Um, I have a lady that just uh, came with us in the group uh, from Australia. She's a Yowie hunter and also a paranormal investigator. She came out with us. I also had a sound expert that was with us too. Um, he's seen some these people uh, seen some of the structures there they've seen they've heard some of the stuff that's going on now they they make a rattling sound like they're rattling stones together not something that's that's a uh, an animal sound um, obviously the stones getting thrown that is no animal that's doing that now um, Darren mentioned just a little earlier that yes I've interviewed a, a number of people most will not speak openly however i've got several witnesses who uh, were willing to speak uh, and interview on camera uh one man from the department of conversation uh, conservation here in new zealand or doc as it's known uh, was working on the job he said he saw uh, um, two hairy people what he described as hairy people watching them um he just said it, they were there just for about uh, four seconds or so, and then they took off. They were very quiet. He saw them watching them do some maintenance work on one of the tracks. Um, I also uh, talked with a park ranger here um, who listened to some of the howls um, that, I, that I recorded. He also heard similar. He talked about some of his uh, former soldier friends having stones thrown at them. Similar phenomena that I've expressed along with others a lot. There's a lot of similar, what I'd call, uh, flags uh, um, of the phenomena, they, the stone throwing, the voices, the wood knocks, the, the bipedal footsteps, the footprints, the structures. Um, you know, sometimes there's, there's craft even. Um, but I've talked to a number of people, including hunters, who are well aware of what normal nature sounds like. They have been approached uh, out in these areas where the public does not access. Uh, hard to read mm -hmm. you. The, the, the bush here in New Zealand is unforgiving. It's treacherous. Basically, they're machete-only areas. Now, Jerry says, faster than light, they can travel. So can they be here undetectable as in a few feet away? Well, I had an experience in my early days when I started putting the pieces together, the jigsaw. I didn't even know we had a Bigfoot here in New Zealand. So I put the pieces together I was, I, I was walking out of the area one day, uh, no other people go here, and I, I was taking a leak on the side of this ravine, this wild ravine surrounded <laughs> by all these trees. I hear something walking towards me, and I was, I was shocked. I was like, oh my, I was really embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting anybody to, to be here. This, these footsteps came right up to me. Um, I couldn't see what was there. It was like the, you know, maybe like the predator, I couldn't see nothing at all. Wow. Uh, it was really quite shocking. Uh, and I was more worried that I was going to get attacked. I was like, oh my, I, I didn't know what the heck was going to happen. I was like, 
I was now, a bit nervous, to be honest. Now, what kind of predators do you have in New Zealand? Are there? Do you have any uh, natural predators that you know are in the woods or in that area? Well, we don't have bears. We don't have wolves. We don't have coyotes like you have in the United States. Uh, yeah, we do have wild pigs. They're probably the only thing on land that will actually attack people. Well, I don't know. Maybe well, a, those will hurt you. Possum, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. But um, uh, these are like I've actually, uh, well, about a couple of weeks ago, I recorded these bipedal footsteps right next to me, along with. Uh, they seem to be using wildlife to communicate. There's a, a certain kind of bird that has the ability to talk here. They are actually relaying messages through this wild bird to me about these beings out there. So I'm I'm absolutely floored by the stuff that's how how organised they are. They're very craving about getting messages. If they want to, if they want to reach out to you, they'll find a re- way to reach. And it could be through electronics. It could be through like astral. It could be out in the wild. Um, so I find that amazing. I find that amazing that you're talking about the footsteps because um, I've had the same thing happen on a paranormal investigation <laughs> where yep. I'm sure I'm sure yep. Eddie yep. has too. Uh, that you actually have footsteps walking in the room or down the stairs or something like that, and they yes. are audible as I am talking to you right now. Right. And they're very audible, but you don't see anything. You don't really right. feel anything, but they're there, and that's that's very right. interesting. Yes. There's parallels between haunted, haunted hauntings in houses and what I'd call hauntings um, like out in the wild, like Right, ghosts of ghosts of the forest, you might say, ghosts in the forest, or something coming from another dimension that's there watching you. You might even not know it. You might get the feeling of being watched. Your hairs might stand up. So similar to what you say, Rick, you know, something there it, it may or may not react to you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of stories on people that have gone missing in national parks, or. Like uh, there was one that I remember, um, which was a small child who the parents turned their back for one minute. The baby was sitting and I say baby, I'm talking like a two or three year old was sitting on a blanket and they turned their back on him for a few minutes and turned back around and he was gone and they looked all over for him. They found him like I think it was like seven or eight miles away on the side of a hill like almost like a cliff or a mountain area and it, it even gets stranger than that they found him with a completely different set of clothing clothing that he did not have on mm. and that was just one instance where it makes you think you know how and where did this you know how did this child you know go away like that i mean what happened um there's hunters that are armed that uh, they find their rifles and no hunter they're just the rifle there they might find their boots uh nothing else uh sometimes the weapons are never found and these are seasoned hunters that have hunted these areas for you know 20 30 years and they're just up and are gone and there's no explanation and, and most of the time they don't even find a body wow yes that's interesting too because i don't know about over there mark but around here excuse me there are people that sit there and they want to provoke they want to get into a house they want to get into a business or someplace where there's activity and they will literally provoke these spirits and things like that which on my team i don't allow that because i think we need to show respect 
to everything and anybody that's in in the spiritual world and the physical world itself. How does that go over there? Um, I, I think that's very wise not to provoke because yes, you could well indeed uh, invite something. You're inviting to be attacked, or you're you're, you're aggravating something. I think that's really unwise. Uh, you can get attachments. You could be followed from investigations. You could be at a location where there's you know, a lot of activity that can follow you. I mean, it's no fun to wake up in your bed at three o'clock in the morning and something pushing you or hitting you or, or screaming. Like one, one entity I had mm -hmm. was actually screaming in my mattress, shaking the bed, screaming. Uh, I mean, that's pretty terrifying stuff. Yeah, it's no fun. Um, yeah, I mean, that can happen anywhere uh, around the world. Is, is that what you've experienced in wild sometimes as far as you were talking about being scratched or being, you know, hurt sometimes? Well, I have not experienced the stuff, the paranormal, the bad stuff, the paranormal. I have not experienced the Bigfoot people. In fact, they say, they say we protect you uh, and the ETs. Wow. These certain beings protect me. But, yes, in the years past, I've experienced some of the worst stuff. I've, we've been forced out of our house when I was uh, a boy, a teenager in the 80s. But I've experienced some of the worst stuff you can imagine. I mean, the attacks. So I, these guys are not doing that. They are not harming me. Yes, it could be you know, having a rock land next to you can be pretty frightening, you know. But when you realize they're not <laughs> yeah. going to harm you, uh, but they're actually very, they're my friends. I mean, to me, they're my friends. They, they wouldn't harm me. Um, so, you know, a completely different experience with them. So let me ask you, do you believe that there is, I know you said it earlier, but do you believe in your own personal mind that there is an inner world here on earth where not so much where we need to look for, let's say ETs or any, any of this other stuff in outer space, but something say within our own world, our own planet. Yes. Where, where are these craft going now in South America? Cylinders have been seen going to volcanoes uh, these craft have been seen going under the uh, under the water, the transmedium vehicles. They can go into space. They can go under the water. They can go. The ones I recorded, some of them seem to be going into the earth. No collision, no explosion, no impact. Are they traveling interdimensionally? Now, I, I also have a background in gra graphics and photography. I have put some of these images into Photoshop, and I found what's, what I think is something like a torsion field that surrounds these craft. They create some kind of like a warp bubble around their craft as maybe a protection, some kind of, I don't know, force field or something that maybe allows them to travel that quick. I mean, obviously something traveling very fast in our density of air will burn up, normally will burn up. We'll get very hot and burn up. So somehow mm -hmm. they've overcome that. Wow. Well, that is, that is. Wow just very very awesome information mark i can't thank you enough for being on the channel with us and talking about this stuff and i'd like Indeed, to have you yeah, on the channel again yeah yeah uh most welcome yeah thank and you it's uh, maybe, maybe we we'll get I you and, and darren uh, get, get you and darren wedlock on yes. here we'll have a, a voice competition on the sexiest voice on radio <laughs> there we go well i don't look i don't look too sexy right now because i haven't even shaved <laughs> or anything but but uh, Darren, Dad's had his own experiences, so uh, yeah, really interesting stuff too. So yeah, well, listen, Thanks. I think we need to shut down. But listen, 
It's been a pleasure and an honor talking to you, Mark. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank we you. really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, nice I just want to appreciate it. I, I just want to let you know that you're welcome on the show at any time. If you get any more information, or just want to hop on, uh, you know, shoot me a message, and you'll I'll send you a link, and you can jump on anytime you like. And uh, that goes for Darren Thank too. So Darren much. Darren knows he's got an open invitation with yep. us anytime as well. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that this is great. We appreciate it so yep. much. Thank you for being with us. And I think that's going to pretty much do it, everybody, for our show here on paranormal analytical for tonight but uh we appreciate everybody joining us and and jumping in in the comments thank you we love you guys very much and we appreciate all that y'all are doing for us and and moving the information around and uh i'm gonna leave it with rick for final thoughts i wanted to say that that is exactly he hit things on the nail head in the essence of being being brave enough to come on this show and and explain and say what he said is the proof that is exactly what I was talking about earlier. We need that, Eddie, and we need more people like him that can come up and tell us what is exactly going on, not only in the spiritual world, the physical world, anything that's happening in this this, uh, endeavor that we look at as far as these type of beings. So yes, uh, this made my night. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was it was great. And it's been so long since we actually jumped on the channel. This was a great start to the paranormal yes. channel again. And I really appreciated him, you know, jumping on here. It was phenomenal, fantastic, and better than what I could ever hope for. Indeed. But, yes. And thank you, Eddie, for having me. Absolutely. You know you're you're part of the show. <laughs> you're one of the main parts of the show. but everybody take care thanks once again thank you very much for being here we love you guys we're gonna set up the podcast and set that out in case you want to just listen to it in your car your phone or whatever and you don't feel like looking at our ugly mugs while you're listening to the to the show (laughs) itself but uh y'all take care be safe keep your eyes to the sky as james would say and uh catch you next time on paranormal analytical thank you thank you